0: sound very uncomfortable right now i don't i don't even know where to start okay next
1: (laughs) (laughs) hi everyone uh before anything i'm gonna again do the disclaimer that uh, uh, same as the episode before this is going to contain topics of self-harm and mental illness so hi carol hi can you do the intro
0: yes i'm carol and i'm with my sister elise and this is and then it got weird
1: yes and this is episode part two what part two of two of the story of isabel flores de oliva who would become the first saint of the americas santa rosa de lima and her life is wild. <laughs> it's really something. um If you haven't heard the first part, I would recommend go and listen to the first part because you're just gonna walk into uh, a dumpster fire. <laughs> You'd be like, "What's going on?" It's like, what the fuck? Is this? <laughs> like, you need to like build up to this, you know, this moment. <laughs> um. So um uh, uh, do you remember what we were talking about before?
0: Um yes, I think we left off on her wearing um metal belts. Oh
1: the chains.
0: The chains there. <laughs> I forgot the word chain, so I was just like the metal. <laughs> I'm ESL. <laughs> it's true. You
1: have an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah uh so at this point um hold on a second, let me find in the notes uh okay so yeah um so she had been having uh, as I said visions and uh, already her family were aware of this and uh she started to live a life full of prayer, and penance. Um, and we mentioned some of these that were uh, because she was starting to have more divisions were a bit more, uh, I guess, painful and scary for her because they involved uh, sexual images and uh, visions of hell and stuff. And she would try to fight this off with more penance. And also, one of those were that um, she would deprive herself of sleep, um, and uh, <clears throat> I didn't mention before but in the first part, but like w- you know, like people need to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she would fall. You know, she would pray, but she would fall asleep, right? Because you know, our bodies do that. So, what she would mm-hmm. do is like, she found out a way to get around this. Um... Okay. Okay, so, like, she... I'm ready. (laughs) Tell me. So she would lean against the wall, and, like, she would put a spike behind her head. I knew it. Or, like, I guess under her... Under... I don't think she was using a pillow. It doesn't say pillow, and I'm just gonna go ahead with the... I'm just gonna guess pillows were not really a thing for her, because they're too comfortable. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, mm-hmm. the whole thing, like, she would, um, put a spike, you know, so that she would, like, go, whoopsie, and, like, <laughs> wake up and keep praying because she didn't want to sleep anymore because sleep was bad. This is really sad. <laughs> it's not oh, funny. God. I'm laughing because it's, like, weird, but, you know. Um. Uh. Yeah, so, as I mentioned, um. One of them that was really, the one thing that was really visible is that she was doing the crown, which is, what well, we'll call it a crown, but it's like a circle around her head, like a headband, and it had the studs, you know, inside her head. Um, and uh, one of the things that happened with that is that, uh, you know, it had spikes, right, and it got lodged inside her head. Now, this is a time when she was, the during the time that she was still living as a, layperson um it, it, like she would start to like sell, do like self confinement and her, her parents were still not okay with this because they still had the thought of her eventually getting married but because she couldn't become a nun she started to do this on her own so she had the, 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 the thorned metal thing on her head and her mom was not okay with it for once <laughs> she's like <laughs> thinking like oh this is not healthy um so uh she said, Oh Mom, I'm gonna wear this thing around my head and the mom was not okay with it, but then she's like, Oh, you know, like um she kinda just lied, like it's just to be uncomfortable. She didn't tell her that it had the 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 points, you know. And she would cover it with like a crown of like roses, you know. Um so, she was wearing this, like, headband. <clears throat> and until there was this moment that one time her dad got mad at one of her of her brothers. And he grabbed a stick to hit him. Because that's what oh he did. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and she got in the way. And the cane hit her on the head. Oh, my
0: God. She, like, exploded in blood, probably.
1: <laughs> you know how head wounds bleed a lot?
0: No, I don't. I I don't have any.
1: Okay, so this is something I found out like your face, like face wounds, and like if you get hit somewhere else in your body, you have a cut, like you won't bleed out as much as you do if you get uh, one of these things on your head or your face. Um, Mm. You know, one time, like my my son, like he was little, he was like four, he got hit um, on the head. Um, he was playing, so it, and it wasn't intentional, it was just, like, a, another kid, like, hit him on the head with, <laughs> like, a little metal train, a little metal car or something, and, like, it went on his, like, scalp. Um, and I don't think that strong because they're all, like, they're all little, They were, like, four, I mean, talking about like, little kids, and th- it made, like, a little, tiny little hole in the scalp, you know? Mm-hmm. And... The thing started to just bleed so much. I was like, what? Oh, God. It just started to bleed a lot. Like, it was, like, pouring down his face. I was like, wait, what the <laughs> fuck? It was a bit scary looking um, because it was too much. Like, if I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if you got, like, a tiny little hole in your hand or in your arm or something, it wouldn't be like that dramatic. Yeah. But on his head, it was, like, just pouring out his head. It was like, whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember hearing uh, about that, like, you know, head wounds. Anyway. Um, so she got in the way, and the dad hit her on the head with a stick. And what happened is, like the pointed steels they pressed against her head, and it caused her to bleed a lot. Um, and her mother, she saw this, and she was like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> because it's a bit much. She's like, "What the?" <laughs> you know, she she was like, "Why are you bleeding so much?" Because she was not supposed to have these spikes in her head. Um, so she mm-hmm. took she took it away because she said that she hadn't given her permission to have this is a bit much
0: i love that excuse
1: (laughs) it's like i did not allow you to do this
0: (laughs) not because it's like painful and you shouldn't be doing that but it's because she didn't allow her
1: yeah i didn't allow you to hurt yourself this much oh god crossing the line here um so she took it away from her and uh, to in order to give it back to her, um, she made her file it down. Um, so it became like stubs, kind of, instead of points. why did you, you?
0: Why did she even give it back? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no compromise in this. Just don't give it back. <laughs>
1: It's like we're gonna let you play with scissors. I'm just gonna file them down. Now you can go run. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it's still that good, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, really. Like, I mean, these are these are things I'm getting from Catholic sources. Like, so it's not like somebody's trying to like make fun of it. It's just kind of like <clears throat> it really shows, like I guess, the her how how much she was like into this and how much she believed which is like i guess supposed to be good um but i don't know as you said like what is the line between what's the word Discouragingness and like feeding into it mm-hmm you know as you said like why does why do they give it back to her <laughs> because uh you what she did is like so she r- r- rosa she used to grow and this is supposed to be kind of miraculous the way that she the the yard the, the the garden that she was in apparently wasn't that nice but she would like make it sprout roses and stuff like that uh, okay so she out of obedience she wore the the crown the metal crown with only the stubs um uh But she would put the rose with the thorns on her head on top of that. So...
0: Compromise! (laughs) (laughs) I
1: mean... Is that better? Oh my god.
0: Mm. Alright.
1: So she was doing all, you know, these things. Um as I mentioned before she wanted to become a nun but she was not allowed to until the time that she went to pray and then she became a statue and she's like I'll like live for God just like I don't necessarily want to I don't think I can do the whole nun thing Um, so that was that that was uh, the whole idea of becoming a tertiary as I mentioned a Dominican tertiary um, Mm -hmm. which is like uh, you live according to the requirements of a person who's in the ministry or like a, not a, a monastery or cloister, just you're outside. Mm-hmm. And this was an option for people, for example, who for whatever reason were not able to join. So Rose, I wanted to do this. Uh, her mom allowed it. Her family allowed it, but it was kind of like, they still had the the thought of like, oh, you know, I hope she grows out of this kind of thing. You know, it's like a face. <laughs> She's like, it's a face, mom. Right. I'm sorry. They're like, mom, it's me. <laughs> like, it's my life. It's like, this is the real me. And the mom's like, it's a face. Just going to let you wear your little things and like, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just going to see everything like get worse and worse and just keep on thinking the same. <laughs> it's like
1: you're going off the ground, <laughs> yeah. but I guess yeah it's, it's still a phase it's a phase <laughs> um so i don't know if uh, i'm sure you remember i was gonna say i don't know if you remember but i'm sure you do um so remember she did the so she did the whole like vow of virginity when she was five remember oh i remember <laughs> uh, but she, this was in secret right like she did that, and the fa the, f- the father was like, not her father, the the priest was like, okay, I'm gonna allow it. But didn't her father give her permission to do that? No, no, no. The father, like, it means the priest. That's what I meant. Oh. Uh, the priest that she talked to, she confessed it because she went to. Confession. Okay, so so her parents
0: didn't know, and then
1: that's why they were trying to marry
0: her off. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Because uh, she did confession when she was five, for her sins. Hmm. Mm. And she's like, I need to do this. I'm just
0: thinking of, like, your two kids when they were five, like, how much (laughs) they talked. (laughs) A.K.A., like, not that much and, like, not that well. (laughs) Which I think, you know, is kind of common for kids. I I just, I can't imagine a five-year-old.
1: Be like, take me to confession.
0: Yeah. And being like... Um, taking about a virginity (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: like wow what the hell are talking to you at home like why do you even know this (laughs) thing exists dude but yeah so this this would be a problem again um because her parents were not really aware so she was like getting to the age where she needed to get married like pronto because it <laughs> was just getting very old <laughs> for the age for the times and she needed to get married. Mm-hmm. And her parents were like, oh, you know, even you're hot and like <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she was like burning her face, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um uh, so there was this one time that there was this very handsome young man a gentleman caller, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> he went to see her. um And like everybody knew that she was a tertiary, right? But it's not, it's not, as I mentioned, it's not like you are like, you have made, it's like a self promise. You're not. Yeah, it's not, it's not official. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not Facebook official, I guess. Oh, I guess it was Facebook <laughs> official, just not legally
0: but hers is more like it's complicated it's complicated (laughs) it's not like you know married or anything that's
1: true it's not married yeah so this guy he knew about it but he still kind of was like oh you know I'm gonna go try see what happens you know Mm mhm um but she even though she was a tertiary only she already had made a vow of virginity right um but her parents were still thinking, oh, she's available, you yeah. um, know, because she wasn't part of the Dominican order officially, and there was no vow of chastity yet with the church. Um, but this young man really liked her. He would go visit her, and then like they became friends. And she liked them, like, as a person. Um, and she actually was able to develop like a closer relationship, as, I guess as close as you could with a man. I'm not really sure they're like hanging out alone. You uh-huh.
0: know, there must be a chaperone.
1: Um, yeah, to protect her virtue. You don't want her to lose her value. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So, but the, they became, I guess, as close as you could, and they would they would talk about stuff, you know, and she confessed to him that she had made this vow. But he thankfully was like a understanding man. He said, "You know what? Like I, I love you as a person." Um, and she's like, "It's not you, it's me. Like <laughs> 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 not that I don't want to marry you. I just can't do it because of these situations." And you're like a brother to me. And he was like, "I understand it." So he was like thankfully understanding. Um, so he would go visit. That's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good thing, right? Um, he would go on visit and, but they he wasn't oh yeah yeah you don't trust me i don't <laughs> <laughs> um, you always have to make sure that i'm recording <laughs> <Joking>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what was i saying uh, about the dude yeah so he would go visit her right and he was like and their parents were like oh you know he's visiting because he's interested but then they're like, wait, he's not asking for her hand. What the hell? Like <gasps> He's getting fresh. Yeah. He's getting a bit too, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's like, what do you want with my daughter? What are your intentions? What are your intentions? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the dad, you know, he decided to just openly confront him and tell him, ask him, yeah, what, is this, what was his intention you know why was he visiting his daughter because the thing is like if he keeps visiting her and like people see that because everybody knew everything right because people had like nothing else to do so <laughs> they're like oh you know the weirdo like she's getting visited by this guy and he is just going and in the end n- nothing's happening because maybe there's something wrong with her and also like anybody else that would be interested is in not going to go and like you know what I mean they're like oh maybe they were kind of serious then they're like wait he's just visiting a lot they're not she's not getting married so it looks bad right either way um and so the father went and, and talked to him and the the man the young man told him that he would marry her immediately if it's up to him but the point is that she had taken this vow of virginity and he wanted to respect that so he wanted to just keep seeing her and live this way kind of like let's just be I guess it's a way of, like, let's be friends, you know. mm mm-hmm. um, The dad did not like this, and he got super pissed. And he just went to rather confront Rosa, you know. And he was just yelling at her. He started to yell at her. You know, I meanwhile, well, she's just, like, you know, sewing, doing embroidery, you know, help, to help the family, because mm-hmm. she was helping the family, you know. Because they, they, they didn't have much money. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just went in there and he started to yell at her and he's like, "Why are you not obeying me?" You know. And the mom too, she didn't know, so she also got pissed. Um, and, and by the end of the day, her whole family was angry at her because they're all like, you know, even her her siblings too. Um, except, I guess Felipe was the one the one that helped her remember to. Oh yeah, he saw her do the statue thing. Like so she's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah, she's a real deal. But um everybody else was pissed and they started to like, you know, um I guess yell you know, uh yell at her and stuff like that. Um so uh because this seemed like it had gotten out of hand, I guess now, because she can't get married, I guess before it wasn't that bad. <laughs> um her mom forbid her from going to mass that often. Um, she told her that they would only go to Sunday mass and to do her communion. That would be the only thing that she would be allowed to do. Um, she was, uh, so far, you know, Rosa have been going to daily mass. Uh, wow. Uh? Wow. Daily mass. Daily, yeah. So the mom said, no, only on Saturdays. Um, and she wouldn't let her visit, um, this small chapel that she would go to specifically to to pray but you know and, and this was not you know rosa felt very sad about this but she obeyed her mother and what she would do is that she started to go to different churches in lima <laughs> <laughs> so she was like you fine i'm not gonna i'm not gonna this you i'm not gonna go to this <laughs> church she found a loophole <laughs> yeah um, so she started to go, like, different places, you know. Um, now, nobody else knew that she had been banned. The only ones that knew it was the people at the, uh, the parents, you know. Um, and then eventually, you know, they would find out. They're like, what is she doing? This is really weird. And then everybody else started to, I guess, you know, I, like I said, you know, it's getting more open that she's, like, doing these things. And... They're saying, "Oh, she's so strange," you know, like Belle, Um <laughs> me uh-huh. and the Beast. Like when she would walk out, everybody would be like, "Bonjour." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, she's really strange, but special because she can do all these things, <laughs> and like she's very nice, but she's weird. There's something wrong with her, and she's probably a witch." <laughs> really, uh, you know, the Inquisition was a thing, right? uh so the person who was her spiritual director he got pressure to go and and, like go check what's going on with this person you know it's like a bit too obvious like what's happening she's disobeying her parents she's not getting married in disorder she's hurting herself (laughs) um and because she was doing stuff like uh, growing roses and stuff like that, people were like, oh, she's so pious. So, like, in, in the local area, there was like the people that were haters, and there's people that were really, like, you know, they really loved her a lot, so it was, like, really divisive, right? So uh, the guy, the, the the spiritual director, he was kind of like, okay, fine, I have to go deal with this. Um, he opened up an investigation for Rosa. And actually, he went to her house uh, with Uh, accompanied by priests and then one doctor also to go check on her you know to her house because she was Mm -hmm. not leaving her house also she was only leaving for church and they questioned her but she passed the test of like seem like apparently she was pure and not evil like she was really doing this for god you know
0: I can I can get her passing the test for like the priest, but how does
1: she pass the medical test? Um, she's like not eating. She was fasting. Oh yeah, she was fasting two to three times a week. Uh, she's probably not getting much sun. <laughs> that's another thing. How does she pass that medical check? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. She's probably very low nutrition. Very having very bad nutrition at this point as well she was also not eating meat by the way which is i guess if you want to be like a vegan or a vegetarian at this point like nowadays or like i guess in other places where the culture has always been like that you know how to like get what you need yeah. like for your body yeah exactly but i don't think her family was vegan or vegetarian
0: her family didn't even like know she was fasting for a while <laughs> so like i don't think <laughs> that that was water. her yeah i don't think that was her concern
1: so like she will be like, oh, I'm not eating that, and I guess she's not getting what she needs because they were not doing a balanced meal. <laughs> they were, I guess, I guess assuming she's eating everything, but she was not. Um, yeah. So it's a good question. What kind of doctor is? This? <laughs> <laughs> um. So the the thing is, like, she passed that. Um, she wasn't working with the forces of evil mm-hmm and they made it up they they noticed that actually her parents or her family was not being nice to her so they're like oh they're actually like being like they're hurting you you know i don't know who's hurting her like she's hurting herself I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was decided that you know what, like she she needs to get the ban from church lifted um from mass and even though she couldn't become a nun to, I guess, I guess they feel bad for her too. So they're like, you know, your family won't let you. But we're going to let you actually wear a habit. Um, because up to this point, you know, she, if you're not a nun, you're not wearing a habit, right? You're not wearing the whole, like, thing, like, um, the whole thing right. So
0: yeah. to become a nun, at least back then, you needed the permission of your family? Or is it because she was, like, underage? Was underage a thing back then? Because they did get married by that age, too. I don't think too.
1: so. It's just like if your family forbids it. It was more like... You know. Because her family was like, no. And she was obedient. Because she had a family. I'm guessing that's why. I mean, it's I it doesn't seem to be... I, I didn't see it being specified. Good question. But it seems that people who are also poor, they could go into the seminar seminary. Is that what you call it? seminar? Um. So I think she was just being they were forbidding it from her. Oh, okay. And like if the church allows it, I think it looks bad. Because mm. she's going against her parents' work, I guess. Uh, anyway, so you know, they, they're like, okay, you know you're going to be a tertiary, but you're going to be allowed to wear the outfit. <laughs> it's, kinda, it's, it's, it's a bit patronizing now that I think about it. <laughs> So they let her wear the outfit, and um, they gave her a scapular, which is the thing that you can only get if you're like you know um, in the program. Um, So she was happy with that, and you know she had like a little ceremony. They did like they let her like do a little ceremony, you know, where she got the stuff, and she got home, and then like you know, uh, supposedly what happened is that. Um. Her mom, when she was by herself, she was kind of she went into like a semi sleep, and then she went and had a vision where she just found herself in the middle of the clouds, and like right in front of her was a uh, uh, Virgin Mary. And she talked to her, and she had like a rose in her hands, and she said, "This rose represents your daughter." My son's cherished flower. He will not let her go. That sounds like a threat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She she was holding baby Jesus, and she held out baby Jesus to to the mother, so that she could touch his cheeks and like kind of be like, "This is real." Um, Mm -hmm. And she told her that, you know, God had a special reward for those who loved him, and that she will also receive this reward. She doesn't stand in the way anymore of Rosa being, uh, giving herself to God, you know? hmm And, uh, in this vision, when the mother held the rose that Virgin Mary had, it became a crown of roses and thorns. And she, it's like, it kind of symbolized, like, oh, this is the path, like, you know, her wearing the stuff and, like, doing all these things, it's like, God is kind of, like, allowing it, you know what I mean? um so she woke up from this oh again i'm with my little assistant um lucky the parrot the conure it's a little parrot um she's she just bit off my headphones <sniffs> do you hear that she got angry yeah she doesn't want me to let her bite i mean i'm trying to push her away i have a toy her her little string thing Ow! And she doesn't want it. <laughs> she doesn't want it. She wants the headphones. Okay. Um. So after this, a mom woke up and she went to talk to her. And said, "You know, you have visions." I did too. I won't stand in your way. Um. So now she just went like full. Like. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, so she she got closer to the church even more and she started to work more also for the poor. and also at this time there was a you know slavery happening. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> and uh, she led people into her home and uh, there were she allowed people of all races. In colors, so she didn't discriminate against that. Oh, that's nice. That's, I guess, you know, um, she had a friend who was San Mart- who would become San Martín de Porres, who became <gasps> the first black saint, yeah, in at least in mm-hmm. the Americas. Um, and I guess she was like better than other people, I guess, at yeah. this time. Um, and that's one of the things that people remember her for as well. Like she was. Uh, they call her a saint of social justice mm. uh, because she would help everyone, and n- not just everyone, but also particularly the poor. And she would work together with um, uh, who the person who became San Martin de Porres, um, and uh, she, uh, you know, um, helped especially. Uh, the guy, sorry, I'm I'm imagining. So she would work with him, and they would pray together also for the conversion of people. so That's the part that's kind of weird because like she would help them, and she will minister also. So it's kind of like we're gonna mm-hmm. help you, but we're also gonna convert you. Yeah, classic. So yeah, I guess that that's part of the the big thing that they did. They would help them, I guess, to find a way. What you know. Mm. <laughs> um, so her popularity kept growing now that she wore the the outfit and everything everybody knew her and kind of everybody accepted it like oh, okay fine the church says it's okay and the inquisition cleared her so I guess she's not a witch uh, and she didn't have to hide things anymore you know from her family either mm-hmm. but the thing is that because people liked her a lot they would openly praise her and she was she didn't shut people up because she would accept you know the love from people but she would punish herself for it too i was just gonna say like, so she would whip herself oh my god a lot and this caused some concern so what they did is they would lower it we will only allow you to whip yourself a hundred times What's the time period for that 100 times? Yeah, so she would do this, like, two or three times a
0: day. Well, they did wait, not know wait, this wait. part, though. So, let's say, okay, so it's the church or whatever. Whoever's telling her, like, we can only the do church. it 100 times. Yeah. So she took that and I was like, I'm going to do it 100 times, two or three times a day, but each time it's only 100 times. I'm technically following the rule. Yeah. She should use her loophole finding for something more. Yeah, she does this thing. Yeah, you're
1: right. I mean, that's the thing that I was gonna say. Like, she does find loopholes a lot. And this is kind of funny because I mean, the funny part is that, as I read her story, I they're mentioning this, but I feel like they don't. The people that are recounting her life, <clears throat> supposedly in a positive way, it's like they don't realize that they're showing us. That she keeps finding loopholes, which is, I don't know if it's a good thing if we're going to be measuring, how do I say? Can you help me put this in words? Um, what do you think about it?
0: It's it's not as foolproof a good example of, um, let's say, religious piety.
1: Yeah, I guess so
0: like following
1: rule what
0: like the church's
1: cuz she's disobeying. So like church. like what they say technically
0: but she, yeah yeah cuz she's finding those loopholes
1: but she's doing it for god so it's okay see that's like uh <laughs> like
0: we're, we're not like at the end yet but as in like we're not at the part where she ends up becoming a saint but isn't her kind of i mean i don't know how the rest of her life goes but isn't her becoming a saint isn't that inherently against what she's about oh,
1: like to be elevated. isn't to point you mean? yeah
0: isn't the church making her a saint like isn't that making herself like whip herself more in heaven right now
1: oh man I you know about about what i'm saying in this situation though, it would be everybody right every saint
0: yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, she's the one that has a, a personal issue with this from what
1: we're hearing. Uh, but I think it's like, I think this territory that I'm not really an expert on. Oh, I'll talk
0: about that, saints in general?
1: I mean, religion in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just going to go ahead with this. And if I'm wrong, please anybody correct me. But the point is that also humility is also learning to accept people's favors without like saying it that it's love i think because isn't that like part of the whole thing with jesus too like when he got gifts and one of his uh disciples said god why are you accepting these gifts uh, jesus why are you accepting these gifts and he's like you're doing it with love and that's also something that i should be able to do i'm putting words in jesus's mm-hmm. mouth right now <laughs> that's okay they sound good
0: and i don't know if it's true or not
1: (laughs) no but you are supposed to be able to receive presents or like things Uh even if they're like fancy it's up to the person you're supposed to be able to not let it get to you but Uh that's the thing too with like the punishments i mean as far as i know jesus wasn't punishing himself right he wasn't doing that yeah so what the hell is this (laughs) Yeah, that's that's like what I think I I brought up a little bit last the
0: first part wait, wait, wait. of this where it's like I don't think the whole like I I don't think Jesus let's say because he's like the example we can use right
1: right
0: I don't think Jesus did all that stuff to like hurt himself willingly you know yeah willingly it's like why is it being taken as
1: an I guess because God, so maybe things apply what? differently. I'm really not sure. As if anybody knows, just let me know. If there's any reasoning to this. I mean, I'm not sure. You do bring up a good point. Um uh, what was I saying?
0: <laughs> we went off on a tangent.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh she's you know, doing the whipping thing. Oh, loopholes, yeah. Finding loopholes. Um, so she's living this way. She lived this way for lots of years. I mean, oh, I shouldn't say that because I don't want to get to the end because I need to mention one of the things that would become one of the miracles too is that um, it, while she was alive, um, she experienced this thing which was this mystical marriage with christ um so one time she went <laughs> i'm like okay, so <laughs> i'm not even saying anything because i'm just trying to wrap my head around that <laughs> so one day she went to um church and it was palm sunday um you know what happens in palm sunday remember we have some umbrellas there's t- palms. yeah yeah and what do they do? <laughs> they braid them. They them. <laughs> okay. If you go to mass, what happens with those? You take them you home? You take them home because they give it to you. I don't know if you remember, but I remember back when parents still kind of tried and they went to church. <laughs> they took me to mass. <laughs> yeah, like on so- um, Palm Sunday, you would get these, like, things, like little palm things. And you, yeah. they give them away and you request it, you know. I think back then, though, yeah. it was more like they would give it to you. Because the thing is that one day she went, one of these Palm Sundays she went, and she did not get one. She was very upset at this. She took it mm-hmm. like God was angry at her for something. She's like, why didn't I get one? She went home. She, She was very sad, you know. Um... So what happened was that she had this vision of God, uh, Jesus appearing to her. Um, She was called, like she felt her soul called to the chapel of the rosary, which is a little place that she would go specifically uh, aside from, from mass. And she was, she was weeping and, you know, begging Jesus for forgiveness. Um, but she wasn't really sure either what she had done, you know. Um she's like I'm trying my best and like you know, <laughs> you you're maybe mad at me or something. So Jesus appeared to her and he told her, like, uh uh oh, one second. I'm just gonna let you read this part. Here you go. I'm gonna send it to you. uh, Jesus appeared to her and he said Rose of my heart I want you as a wife and she answered answered uh, with this
0: she answered the Lord that she would be his most
1: humble slave and after this, she started, she suddenly, um, a ring appeared on her hand. Were rings a thing already back then? I'm um, I'm not sure. Actually, good question. Um, I might want to look into this. Yeah, so she got the, the the ring and it was engraved, actually, with the words here. I'm gonna send it to you,
0: Rose of my heart be my
1: spouse, okay <laughs> um no, talking about miracles, the biggest miracle <clears throat> <laughs> what, what
0: what I have a problem with the whole spouse
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean she did get married just to Jesus. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Why would he?
0: Why why would they even use the word spouse? I mean, like, why why isn't it just like, be my, like, I accept you as my follower or, or something? Why does there have to be anything to do with (laughs) marriage? Well. Uh.
1: There's these rights, I think it's a seven, I forgot. I don't want to get the number wrong, but there's these rights of the right, R I T E S, um, that a person goes through as a Catholic person. Like, you know, you get bor- you're born and you do baptism, your first uh, confession, communion. Uh, then there is uh, the one that you didn't do. That's where I stopped. Yeah, the one that you didn't do, what's it <laughs> called? Confirmation. Confirmation. Yeah. Confirmation. And after that, the next one is marriage. Um, I guess, you know, including confessions in the middle, in between, and communions, you know. Um, But the thing is that, like, you know, if you are a priest or a nun, I guess you you don't get married to a person but you still do the marriage thing? You know?
0: But the priests don't get married?
1: Uh, the church. You get married <laughs> to the church, I think. Or, like, it's not considered marriage. It's like a Hey, that is weird. Yeah, so
0: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not marriage. So then, why is it marriage when it's a freaking woman? Because she's a woman. You
1: kind of said it. You for <laughs> You know, to become a nun, I think I mentioned it to you. There is a vow of of poverty, uh, and if you become a priest, there isn't a vow of prov- like there's no there's no swearing in for that. It's like you promise that you will live your life as humbly. As you can but there is no swearing into it there's no vow now the ones that do take a vow of poverty depends on the on the on um, uh-huh. like the sect i think sect sounds bad in the situation oh i mean not that uh, i care about. on the the order on the oh there we go yeah uh, no chewing yeah because yeah. sect i
0: think refers to like Kobe. a different religion kind of thing yeah. right Oh, cold. Oh, Which okay. Well, I,
1: I the, okay so, <laughs> um, so the order, like the Franciscans, I think. Not, that, not. I think mm-hmm. I know the Franciscans. For example, they do that. They're required to do yeah. that vow. Um, but not I everyone. So, you know, but to be a nun. You do, ow. <laughs> God's punishing me. Lucky yeah. she's biting me because I'm <laughs> doubting the situation. <laughs> so she got the ring, and the thing is, like, she's not a nun. <laughs> so Jesus married her on his own. You understand why it's like a big deal? Yeah. So Jesus like overrode the the way things go uh-huh. for her. You know. I just,
0: you just sound very uncomfortable right now. I don't. I don't even know uh? where to start. Okay,
1: next. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, one of the biggest miracles Not biggest I guess this is a, the bigger one The really big one um, Is that uh, It is I guess people call it She saved the city of Lima um, So what happened is that During this time uh, Dutch pirates Were hired by The government of the Netherlands And they went to invade Lima oh, fun. <laughs> Um Eh, <laughs> why are they all the way over there <laughs> <laughs> Because they I don't know, Carol, they're the good ones, right? So <laughs> <laughs> like we always forget, and it's like, look, they're like trying to like, okay, anyway, <laughs> so Dutch pirates went to Lima and they were pl- they invaded the harbor, and they defeated the fleet in the area. And the plans were to fully disembark there and then take, you know, everything they could, like sack the city. And they had a group of 300 men and they were six ships in this uh, occasion. Mm-hmm. And now the, the what they were, they were thinking to do is to invade and take over the convent of Santo Domingo, which is the order that she belonged to. And, okay, this is the part that I'm like, I don't know. But, okay, so he was... Uh, You know, they were not Catholic. And it's like they were trying to, like, desecrate the sacrament of the altar. That's what it Mm -hmm. says. I mean, I'm not really sure if that was, like, a goal. But I think it was because they have a lot of treasures there in the church. Ah, yes. Okay. So if you're going to go to the city, there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. right there, right? Now, this time, uh, Um, I'm going to call it Santa Rosa. uh, Rosa. She was 29 years old. So she was already really into this thing. And uh, she she supposedly ran to the temple that they were going to go and break into. And she just protected the altar with her own body. And she showed that she was willing to die in defense of her Catholic values and God. And she started to pray really, really, really hard. Um, for the protection of Lima um, so I don't know uh, they changed their mind I- so they traveled all the way to
0: Peru yeah and then they saw this lady and they changed their mind after traveling like four months yeah
1: yeah um okay so they (laughs) they gave that up um but instead they turned course and they went to another part of Latin america um i think it says acapulco here which i'm guessing is mexico i wonder if there's another acapulco in lima i should have looked that up but what do you want? From? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, they changed course, so Lima got saved. She didn't save anywhere else, though. She saved Lima, so I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Um, so the people of Lima they attributed the 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 miracle of them being spared to her prayers, and this was called miracle because she saved the city and. and the smell of roses started to go around the city. Everybody could smell roses. Um, but... Uh, uh, the thing is also that... the You know how they went with six ships, right? And they went with 300 men. The thing is like they had a fight. And they did defeat the fleet. The fleet the, on the Peruvian side. But they got... You know, a lot. he lost a lot of men in this battle, and he lost some of his—he he didn't have six bolts anymore, and at this point, he only had, like, maybe 20 percent, around 20, 25 percent of the men that he went with. So, that could be a factor about why he eventually didn't go ahead with the whole plan, mm-hmm. you know? Because he got defeated right before he arrived to Lima, the the port of is Callao, That's a port that was near Lima. So he went there. and He got he entered this huge like battle, and he lost like seventy five percent of his men, and he lost I think at least one ship, and he was, you know, he wasn't as strong. And he, uh, definitely, when he arrived to Lima, he would have to face. Uh, the forces, the armed forces mm-hmm. that were guarding Lima, which is obviously going to be even more, yeah. you know, because it's the capital of like the whole freaking what the vice royalty in the area of South America. Mm-hmm. So that could be it, or it could be Rosa Pray. Take your pick. I'm gonna put all my bets on Rosa. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: this was very mean. <laughs> um. Another thing that she did um, was she, and this is something that came back when she was going to be canonized, which is the first, you know, which goes before being declared a saint. Oh no, wait, this is canonization. Yeah. Sorry, um, to become a saint, you have to be canonized. So yeah, so around this time, um, it came back again, and the 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 thing that like she you well, know she was helping the poor she was also helping cure the sick this is something that supposed we have found we have found uh afterward that she was doing this and also like this became like a practice of showing the baby jesus to the sick people she did this like she would show the picture of baby jesus because she was re- she really loved baby jesus the baby version <laughs> specifically the baby version um I don't think she married the baby version now that I just realized like she liked that Jesus the best. Um, I guess she married adult Jesus. But she, in, when it came to cure people, she really liked to show the picture of baby Jesus. And when pe- she would call him the little doctor child. Um, and she would present this to the sick and they would heal. And she healed lepers and oh. sick, very, very sick people. And the thing is, like, if you... Eventually, after she died, if you did this in her name, it could still happen. You could still cure people with the baby Jesus through her. Oh, okay. Before she was a saint. So it was
0: like Um, continuous miracles kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's what you need to prove. You need to have done miracles after you die. Right. But yeah, you know, she lived in this life for 11 years, being a tertiary. Um, not, you know, with all these punishments that she was doing, naturally her health was affected. Um, she suffered from stom- stomach ailments because, you know, she was not eating, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she also had asthma, which now we call asthma. I'm sure at the time it was not that word for it. She had trouble. Um, she developed rheumatism. Mm-hmm. This is all before she turned 30. And she had fevers, you know, coming and going. Um, She would still, there was an occasion that she got very, very sick. Like, kind of like, I guess like a cold, but like extreme, you know. And she still kept whipping herself. And she was like sick. She was like bedridden because she was so sick. And again, the church had to interfere to just keep an eye on her so that she stops whipping herself while she is like, better it and like very, very sick. Um her health was not very good. Which is it kind of goes against the whole idea of her looking like a rose. I mean, and beautiful and healthy. I mean I don't know if if healthy you could look like this. <laughs> um so she eventually died at thirty one years old and it is said that she predicted her death which can't come as a surprise, really, because she was not doing good, like, physically. (laughs) It's like she was probably not going to live very long. Um, She died at 31. It's very young. Yeah. I could say untimely death, but like I said, you know, the thing is that she had a very poor health. Um, Toward the end of her life, uh... Her prayer though was supposed to be this. She died um on august twenty fifth, sixteen seventeen. And toward the end of her life she was able to pray these are her words. I sent it to you.
0: Lord increase my sufferings and with them increase thy love in my
1: heart. So she passed away and uh, her funeral, though, was a huge event because she was already well known and all the city's authorities went to her funeral and she had prominent men taking turns carrying her casket. Uh, And she was remembered for her piety, her help towards the poor, her extreme devotion and I guess her what's called her social justice uh, efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of her death, again the city of Lima, the the smell of roses spread throughout, and roses started falling from the sky. Uh, now, you know, after her death, another major miracle involved her appearing to Filipino, uh, the Filipino, Filipino people and protecting them during World War II. Now, uh, she is a patron saint of the Americas and also the Philippines. Because of that miracle? I mean, it seems like it was. So What happened is the Philippines were being invaded. You know, they were under siege by the Japanese... During World War Two, mm-hmm. and there was a moment that um, the troops went, the, the Japanese army went to occupy a certain part of the island that uh, people were in, and apparently, to these people, the uh, San, uh, Santa, uh, Santa Rosa appeared to them, and she led them to a nearby temple. Um, like her image she appeared like as a, as a woman with like the nuns outfit and everything she appeared to them um and she led them to this uh temple a, ch- a church and uh this image will become the parish of santa rosa she led them there and provided them shelter and food and uh the people you know they were very thankful and what happened was that uh, the Japanese troops arrived to the church where they were hiding, and for some reason, um, apparently, they were not able to unmount their horses. Um, and I did not know that they were using horses, so that's I'm a little bit confused about that. But um, because she had this uh, Santa Rosa, apparently had like this link with animals; she could talk to, they would obey her. Um, birds, farm animals, and even mosquitoes—they obeyed to her. So she's Belle and Snow White. <laughs> I guess her power made it that the animals were not listened to the Imperial Army troops, the Japanese, and they refused to let them all mount and go and attack this church. Mm. So this was very well known, apparently, and uh, it's one of the miracles that she did. And she's, like, as I said, <clears throat> that parish that became the parish of Santa Rosa. Um, so hold on a second. So you know um, uh, another part that is also very sorry. And I, I skipped. Um, so eventually the Pope the Pope Clement the tenth he was the one that named her a saint. And even at that moment, she showed her power of miracles because he wasn't like, it's not like he wasn't too sure, but I guess to make sure he spoke to her and he said, um, I want to send you what he said right before he declared her as a saint.
0: Rose, if you really are a saint, you have to give me a sign. I would like to see it rain roses.
1: Guess what happened?
0: It rained roses.
1: <laughs> it rained roses, and that convinced him, like a hundred percent, his heart that he, this is the right thing, and uh, convinced her of her sanctity, and he went on to canonize her, and this is how she became the first saint of the Americas and the and the patron saint of. Huh? She became the first saint of the Americas, and then she went on to be the patron saint of the Americas, as I said, and the Philippines. But, you know, she her miracles were not uh, restricted to this area. For example, there's this um, part of north in northern Italy where she has a really strong following. And the Dominican sisters and the congregation in that area, um, they do this thing where, like, once they become nuns, they all take the name Rosa the day that they receive their holy habit because apparently a lot of uh, people that were sick in that area, um, they are able to be cured through her, um, especially women with terminal cancer. It seems that uh, we're the ones that have been saved the most um, and apparently completely healed uh, once they implore Rosa for help. So, um, and app- apparently particularly, in this area where where is uh, that is where the dominican sisters congregation is she's very well loved so um yeah her her i want to say her power that's not the right word because that's supposed to be her power like hers her i guess her miraculous abilities um are worldwide <laughs> The only thing I think about is Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Um and uh, so she remains uh well known for her understanding of the value of redemptive, redemptive suffering. And uh as And uh as so you um as you know, and we mentioned before, like the, the her image that is well known is her with uh, the crown of roses on her head. And, well, sorry, it's not just roses, but also thorns, similar to Can't the one that, that Jesus used to. Yeah. This <laughs> it includes the thorns, which she was not supposed to have the spikes on the head, so she replaced it with thorns and roses.
0: Compromise.
1: Compromise. <laughs> Oh, and I forgot to mention, she's also the saint of particularly um, the indigenous people of the Americas mm. and also the Indies. You know, for saints, they keep their bodies, right? Uh, I guess as much as possible. Now, her skull, it's actually on public display. Oh, my God. <laughs> her skull... Um, and it has the crown of roses still around her head. It's on public display at the Basilica in Lima. It's like a... I want to say basilisk, but that's not the right word. <laughs> How do you translate? the? I know it's called the Basilica in Lima. One second. Uh, the cathedral. Wow, yeah. very different. Yeah, it's a cathedral. Isn't
0: that cathedral catedr- did I just no, the cathedral,
1: yeah, it's a word, but I'm not sure they call it basilica. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and she is uh, her skull is next to, is going to going her, to to her uh, is, You know, also the skull of her friend Martin de Porres, who will become the first black saint in the Americas. At least he, he, his skull is also in the same cathedral. Now, her torso is also there. But it's not... I don't think it's on display. doesn't seem to be on display. Um, but her head does travel around the country. Uh, yeah, so that's a thing.
0: I don't get the body part thing. What do you mean? That's just like... <laughs> <sintetico>. <laughs>
1: What's the word? Morbid? Yeah, I guess so. It's just like morbid. A I have the... There's a picture. You want to see it,
0: especially too, because aren't like, isn't it a belief that there's a skull. You have to take care of your body after death. Like, isn't that the whole reason why? Like, there was some movement against. Um. What's the burning thing? I'm like lost (laughs) right now. What do you say? Cremation. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, the causes. cremation. But now they're okay with it though.
0: Yeah, now they're okay with it, but like even back then they weren't. So I'm, like, where's this why is there such a big difference between like not being okay with cre- like cremation cuz it it desecrates your body after death and then like you're just like hanging on to someone's skull apart from their body?
1: Ah. Uh, true. I guess it's special. You know, there's always like cherry picking, right? (laughs) Um, My brain. Yeah. Uh, But the funny thing is that I don't know if it's funny, but you saw the skull. I sent you a picture of the skull. Do you see it right now? I just saw Mm. it right now. Like, that's kind of freaky. What? What, what 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 do you see what do you see I send you the image as it is being presented at the cathedral in Lima mm. Mhm okay so
0: what do you see So it's in some sort of wooden box and like right in the middle there's like an area that instead of wood it's like glass and then through that glass like sphere mm. shape you can see the skull that's inside, and it has, like, flowers on the head, which I'm guessing is, like, the crown with thorns. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow it's even creepier. With thorns? Not, not creepy, but, like, not, not, not creepy, but, like, more, I guess, more morbid that it's inside a box. Oh, really? I don't know. For some reason, in my head, I was imagining it Just was, like... And just out there, mm-hmm. you know. But then somehow, just having it in a box with, like, that glass so you can see through. I think it's, uh, it's it's different from like, because you know, obviously in museums there's also like mummies and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? But I think it's very different when you know specifically who's. Remains. They oh, right!
1: This is an actual name to the, to the face. Like this is a real person.
0: Yeah, and someone that's closer in his... Because I'm also comparing it, let's say, to like a mummy where they have, um, like certain emperor, not emperors, kings, pharaohs and kings, of uh, mummies, pharaohs, and stuff that, that they know specifically mm-hmm. who it is, and they say it in like the.
1: But it seems and way stuff. more removed. Do you mean
0: because it's like long, long time ago. Yeah, I.
1: Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, now, you know, as you said, like the her skull is behind this uh, protective glass, um, but it w- they took it out because um, there was this. Uh, what was it? Uh, okay, so a Brazilian team of forensic anthropology and forensic on. Odontology. Um, They worked along with the University San Martín de Porres in Peru. And there was a project that they did and is to bring back um, let's say bring back to life the faces of some Peruvian saints with imaging imaging technology. Um, So they took out her skull um, to you know, reconstruct um, mm-hmm. the face. And, uh, and it is, uh, and they said the people that are leading the, that led the project, um, they said that uh, the aim is to create an individual face from the skull that you know they believe to be the most compatible with the person where they when they were alive and things are taking into account also the period of the person the period in which the person lived so that it would kind of make sense you know to give life to their features as accurately as possible and uh, it's apparently like a very slow process which you know um mm-hmm. makes sense <laughs> and the both leaders of this project, they say that they are not religious, so, I don't know, um, and they, <coughs> they showed, the, they, uh, what's it called, they published the pictures of what she, what Santa Rosa looked like, and they said that they, they're making her face revealed a pretty woman with soft features and big eyes. I'm going to send you the picture of the image, the 3D image. Mm, so this is the, the image
0: they did after the... 3D. The, after their science, after
1: their... <laughs> yeah, like their whole process think, that um... it took. Um, it's apparently a bit different than what people usually paint her as. Like the face looking that soft. Um, like that, I guess, kind of like round features. I don't know. That's what it says. Like, oh, it looks a bit different. I'm like, I can't really tell. Um, but that, yeah, that's the face. Now, um, the reason why you could say that she's controversial is because, uh, you know, as you mentioned, like, she, the whole thing of like the self harm and stuff like that. It's questionable, right? I mean, right? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be okay. <laughs> and it's not okay. Uh, not, I don't mean it's not okay. But, like, I know, like, people try to refrain from diagnosing post-mortem people. Or, like, not in, you know, you have to meet with a person. You know, you can't just, like, diagnose people. Right. But, like, if you mm-hmm. look back, it's like, oh, she shows at least signs of what would be, like, obviously... Uh, what's it called schizophrenia people could say like seeing visions you know um, I mean but mm-hmm. this isn't with a lot of saints right people you could say it like that but then there's also like uh, other aspects of like self mutilation the sense of like you whip yourself so much and actually I think what would be mm-hmm. kind of an eating disorder you know what I mean like she's not eating yeah um, this is willingly um, so that's not you know that's the thing that's kind of like do we want to praise this kind of behavior I mean of course we can't like necessarily put it into modern times because now there's a lot of issues other issues that will contribute to these kind of disorders but uh, it's not really the best you know thing to have as a role model <sighs> mm, right and uh, yeah like she it, it's it was a lot I mean I've heard about people doing penance and stuff like that but it's really, really extreme. Um, mm-hmm. And... That should kind of, like... it's kind. Of, I guess it's kind of, like, indicative also, like, of what's expected, I think, of people. Or oh, what's considered, like, good? Uh, like, virtuous? Like, is that really... Virtuous? Where does that leave us? Because as you said, like, the whole thing of, like, is this, like, the thing that we should be doing? Like, I don't know. Kind of leaves you with questions as to, like, what should we consider good, you know? Yeah. And what is the purpose of, like, the church keeping, (laughs) telling us these things, like, instead of, I think, well, I'm not going to say they should hide it, but (laughs) it's not the best. Yeah. And that's the story of Santa Rosa de Lima, which I found very interesting, because I did not know it went this far. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Interesting. A little bit of a bummer just because of the whole sad stuff. Yeah. But I think, like you said, interesting because it's not something that I would have even imagined. Yeah. To to have gone to that yeah. extent. You is
1: know?
0: this a happy ending? <laughs> uh, see, I don't even know because is Rosa happy <laughs> having been made a saint i
1: don't know know. well go think about this (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's kind of like one of those problematic things which i feel like it's also maybe like unfair for us to use the word problematic in a way because it's like what we define as proper behavior now um but even her parents back then were not really happy with what she was doing so, I don't think it was also like, oh, that's normal because it was like a different time. I don't think that it's necessarily normal either. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs>
0: That's my final, my final say. I don't know, man.
1: All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was doing the 3D rendering of her face a disservice to her? Because it's just showing her. <laughs> because didn't she? That's true. Yeah. That's a
1: good point. Because she didn't like it when people said she was pretty, really. Yeah. Also, it doesn't show, though, like, her damage to her skin or her face as she would do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I'm guessing she must have had some leftover
1: scarring from like yeah. all the stuff she did. Yeah. I guess this is a role model. <laughs> One of her role models. I guess so. Uh, so when are you gonna do confirmation? <laughs> Would you have it? Oh, is this just? Did this story inspire you? This inspired <laughs> to go ahead with what you're supposed to. Do? that's my response
0: (laughs) it's a year of sunday classes and i can't commit to that hey
1: you know at least you're not going to daily mass
0: my god
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like i shouldn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean things that for, for example for being a nun the requirements and like the type of lifestyle has gotten much easier compared to this so would you call that like a good thing or a bad thing i mean from her
0: i mean i don't think even back then it was bad compared to like what rosa's life was like and then like what she chose how she chose to live i don't i, mm. I don't know but i'm saying i don't think it was Mm. that bad well also in terms of that's also like self-harm stuff who knows what goes on okay i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i am not say anything else um there is this thing though of like
1: the the thing is like i was i was reading about it and it says like you know we shouldn't there's like a little disclaimer too from catholic uh, source I can't forget I forgot what picture right now, but it's an official source of the Catholic church and you know they say like this story like it shows this young woman's piety and like the love for God to the extremes that she would go to but it's sh- it should not it's not mandatory for people to live like this um, but she was not it also makes a point to say that she was not a masochist this is not sadism this is a different type of situation that we can't measure with like our own, with like our wavelength of thought. You know, we can't apply these words to her because it is out of love of God. So it's like different. <laughs>
0: no I just, violence. I hope there's, I hope there's there aren't any nuns that do this. That's my hope. I
1: don't know if it's... Like I don't
0: think it's bad, though. See, that's that's the thing. Like I I mean, I don't know what exactly your you know the source where you You, got like the story from. What that's like? (laughs) No, 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 no. That's like the actual like Catholic Mm -hmm. source. I don't know what their exact words are, but like, but if they did say like, oh, it's not mandatory for you to do this. It means like, but it's okay if you do. But like, it really shouldn't be okay. So. I'm not happy with that res- that thing they said. I don't
1: think it's like a thing to whip your- yourself really. It's not a thing really anymore. I know that it seems that some people do the self-flagellation thing. Um, but the church is not officially Okay, so <laughs> all right. <sighs> what what happened to the whole you shouldn't you should treat your body as a,
0: like Kindly and like, you know, no tattoos, no nothing that like changes your body because it's God's, but then you can go ahead and like whip yourself for God. Isn't God able to, mm-hmm. supposedly, right? God is able to see into the person, right? See their true thoughts or like feelings or whatever. So, isn't it enough to repent? through your thoughts and feelings and
1: here <laughs> so we can have a question oh yeah <laughs> um, yeah so you know the official stance of the church is I mean nowadays at least is uh, second. the words are okay uh, as to self-flagellation the Catholic Church does not officially sanction self-flagellation but some popes have spoken favorably of it. And <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what? What was that sound?
0: They've spoken favor, like in favor of self harm.
1: That's what you yeah. Just like, said, for example, right? Pope John Paul II. Um, it is a <sighs> legend which I don't think is a lie necessarily, that he engaged in self-flagellation in order to feel closer to God. Um, Now, the Catholics have practiced at least mild self-flagellation for centuries, um, often with a simple belt, but sometimes using the... There's this thing... There's a cattailed whip known as a, quote-unquote, discipline. And some still do, but it's rare, you know... um, and it's rarely discussed in public. Um, yeah, I mean it's not officially said like oh you have to do this, but it's like some people still do it. Um, and and the thing is that um, you know Saint uh, Mother Teresa. Uh, under her order, though. Um, nuns were instructed to whip themselves and wear wire chains with spikes. In in, in the topic of what they call body mortification, which is going, you know, doing these things to your body to make you feel closer to God. It's like this, uh, it's like the thought, for example, like the whole Santa Rosa, right? Like the whole thing of like, oh, she understands what pain, what it is to go through pain to feel closer to God. But I feel it's like a little bit on that vein, but maybe like, at least for us or at least for me speaking for myself it's like a little bit it can go like on the I mean suffering gets you closer to God I guess like there is something to suffering I guess that's what they're trying to say but I don't know if Mm self-adulation necessarily is the the one that is at least officially um recommended but it does happen and for example according to the orders which sometimes seem to like work a little bit separate not separately but like kind of they have their own thing going on um uh you know mother Teresa, for example uh she uh instructed the nuns to to do this and like i said pope john paul ii who has also become uh he's a saint now right is he a saint already no he's on the path did he because I know like the, the path to them they got like a short path, they call it like they were saying, they were asking for instant sainthood Is mm-hmm. he a saint or oh, no? I was like, oh, he has been canonized, okay So he is a saint in 2014 Alright everyone Bye again <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um, uh, It's one thing if you choose to do it yourself but why are you making other people do it? <laughs> As a requirement,
1: uh, can I need to get a priest or something on here? Because I have questions, and like the thing is, like I don't want to just say shit, you know.
0: I don't say yeah. I, I don't say stuff to be a jerk either. I just I have questions, and that's it. Uh, all
1: right. Well, any recommendations? Like, <laughs> it's like I I don't know what else to yeah. say anymore at this point.
0: Yeah, so I guess this episode is coming out week of, I mean, I guess the days after yes. Halloween, right? All right, so it's going to be a little bit too late. But um, if you didn't get the chance to check out the show on Netflix, it's called The Haunting of Hill House.
1: Yes. <laughs> this is <took> a turn. <laughs>
0: But it's, I think it's, like, one of the, I mean, I don't watch too much horror or, like, scary stuff. But I think it's, like, a really well-done show. Um, And it's not necessarily gory. So if you have, like, issues with gore, you know,
1: like. You can still handle this?
0: um, Yeah, you can still handle it. And if there's, like, some scene that's a little too strong, you know, just, like, close your eyes. (laughs) Um, But I think it's really well done. And it really, like, gives you, like, the creeps in, like, a very well- made away
1: well, that's
0: good it's a series i think it's it's a couple uh, maybe like six episodes don't quote me on that but yeah it's on netflix it's it was
1: anything in this episode either
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just to make it was uh, released in 2018 um so it's been out for a couple years but yeah i would recommend that one
1: although suddenly like stuff is probably already selling over there in america for like thanksgiving right i'm pretty sure
0: um, Dollar Tree is selling Christmas Dollar stuff already. Dollar
1: Tree's ahead of the game.
0: <laughs> they are. They only have like one little rack left Halloween. of like, Halloween stuff.
1: <laughs> wow. All right. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Well, past. <laughs> yep.
0: <Yeah. laughs> and just before we go, our if you want to get in contact with us, send us anything. You know you can do so on the following. Our Instagram is itgotweird.podcast. Reddit is and then it got weird. Or you can send an email to itgotweird.podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing yeah, from you guys.
1: write something that's going to take me out of the bummer moment that I feel right now. You know, when I was doing the research, I did not feel so bummed, except that now when I'm reading it, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a bummer. <laughs> There's no resolution, yeah. except that someone suffered. And we're like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's we're like here her, here's her skull to,
1: to get help uh, for God uh, little doctor child and
0: I think maybe that's that's the whole, another reason why it's kind of like morbid because like you know of the stuff that she went through yeah. that's sad. so like, you're connecting that story to what's left of her
1: yes yeah, that's sad <sighs> alright bye everybody bye <laughs> <laughs> bummed ouch lucky